0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram and I hope you enjoy this episode. So these are halachos uh, from Rav Mordechai Leo, or Mordechai Leo. I would say, you know, he's sometimes known as Rav Mordechai Elihu, Uh But uh, let us hear some of the halachos of Hanukkah from his pzachim. We talked about last week about singing the most tour, how that's the whole idea of the most tour is it should be a song. Uh, the declaration of Haneros Halelu is important. The, it sounds like there's also a minad to say Mizmar after you do that Lokos Haneros and Vihin Noam. Because those have to do with the base hamikdash, and Hanukkah is about Hanukkah's abayas, and to say Yosef b'seisir seven times, b'yesh bezez gula gedolah l'shmira, and he quotes here the Ben Ish as a source for that. Yesh and Og and Ladok ne'er v'chvod rishchodesh b'chol le'overschodesh. There are people that have this minag. I, again, it's, a, I guess, a minag among the Sephardim to indicate how important Rosh Chodesh um, Now, I've never seen this either. Um, I don't know why Rosh Chodesh is connected to Rosh Chodesh I'm not sure. But uh, again, he quotes the Ben Ishchai about this that on Rosh Chodesh Tevis, there's a special union of, of remembering Rav Meir. Um, As if that was his Ptira. Now, he mentions that there's been a counter-tradition. I don't know if, again, it's probably not based on, on a real Mesorah, but Rav, Rav Mordechai Elio says that he, he's heard that in Tveria, and we talked about this a uh, different time, they do a Yom Hilula for Rav Meir Balanes near, right before um, right before uh, Lagba Omer on Yud Taladir now um, however Rav Elihu says I'm not sure when he exactly died but the reason why there's been a custom to light Ravmeir Rav Meir is on Hanukkah because that was a Ness in Shemit. And since we know Rav Meir is called Balanes, so that's the reason why there's become a minag to light a special nair for Rav Meir Balanes on Rishchodesh Tevas coming up. Rav Mordechai teaches us that when it comes to the Hallel, uh, Hallel on Rishchodesh, as we know, uh, might be minat Torah according to the Sheet of the Bahag, the way the Ramban explains it. So you shouldn't just rush through your Hallel on Hanukkah. b'halo Hanukkah Why? Because he says, think about it. Even Pesach, we don't say halo sholem every day. So here, even in Eretz Yisrael, it's the biggest day to say halo. Now it's true, there are, uh, in Sukkot, you say halo sholem for eight days, because you have all the days of Sukkot plus Shemini Atzeris, but we all know those are two different holidays. But the fact is that, that, that Hanukkah, Rav Mordechai is telling us, is, is is the greatest holiday that we have. So make sure when you say it, don't just rush through it. Have Kavana, Simcha, and to think about all the Nisim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has done for us. And, and I would say... Again, maybe I'm overstating it, but I don't think so. Even what Kodesh Baruch has allowed the vaccine to become available so quickly, the Chokhmah that he has, as he has generated within the scientists and others, to be able to discover something that I think everyone admits um, people didn't expect it to be so quickly. When, when the president was talking about how we were going to have it by the end of the year, you know, there was, there was, there was, a, there was a lot of skepticism. And look, Mirtz Hashem, we're going to be coming out of this, and obviously we don't know why the Makkah was brought. Everybody should have a refuah. All right, um, let's say we talked and we've already spoken here in this year, where's the right place to, to light if you're, um, if you're in a dormitory or if you're away, you light in your own room with the family. Rav Mordecai was asked about people who stay in a hotel and they won't let them light Neiros Becheda. So he says that what you should do is, Yadlik Shnei, Yadlik Shnei Panasim Im Solala Chazakava Chadasha. He says you take two flashlights that have, um, uh, battery-powered, and you are able to make a, you are able to make a bracha on a battery-powered flashlight, according to Rav But, as we saw yesterday in the discussion from Rav Steinberg, it isn't, many posts can say you're not Yodzeh with a battery flashlight, a battery candle for Hanukkah why because he says the salil shel so he's saying that the 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 flame so to speak the which comes out of the of the of the flashlight it doesn't come out like one light it's not like a uh, like it's like an avuka it's like a double light and we know an avuka, you're not Yodzei, it's got to be one candle. Now, he now speaks about Lubavitch in a, in, a, in a way. So in other words, he says that the the what usually comes out of a battery-powered flashlight, or even, I guess, any sort of these uh, handheld um, devices, you know, I guess you could even talk about making uh, a bracha on uh, on your cell phone uh, if you want to do that. But that he says it does not come out like a normal light, not because the battery is the problem, because the flame is the problem. Um, and um, he says, Rav Mordechai, this that you have that you light, um. People light, I guess, these huge, um, you know, fires on uh, mountain tops, uh, or you have uh, various cars that they put the Chabad puts the electric menorah on. He says that's a, not a bad thing, but that's you're not, you don't fulfill the Nes with such a with such an item. You don't fulfill the Mitzvah with such an item. Um, in fact. The the Rav Mordechai says, even though the Maral and others thought that a a, a wax candle might be the best way to fulfill the mitzvah, the Ashkenazi Posik the Maril said that you're not yotzei with a a wax candle. Why? Because when he looked at these wax candles, they were made from a number of different uh, a number of different wicks and in other words the 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 wick that was used was tied together now we don't pass them that way but you see that when you have a bunch of energies together it's got to be one strand that's it according to the mariel so clearly you you would have a problem with an electric light representing one hanukkah light even though it's only one flashlight so that is the reason why he holds you're not yose near hanukkah with that at all Um, obviously we do want the Hanukkah lights to, uh, to, to last. But if Mordechai says that you should definitely not open a window near them, um, and, uh, because clearly that what's going to happen is, is, uh, you know, the, 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 it'll become extinguished. So be careful about opening a window, even if it's warm. And, um. What about the Shamas? So Ravi Elihu says that the Minagiz is, is to uh, put the Shamas higher than the other neros. Now, however, he says that some people have two shamos. There's um, the Shamas, which stays high, and then there's the Shamas that moves, that's sort of like the match it goes from candle to from candle to candle. And that might even be a better way. I don't know. I, again, I, w- I would say, I wonder why you even need two. But that's what some people have. And many people do it that way. There's like, there's one little candle they use as a shamus. And then there's another one that they put up higher. Um, Now. Okay, we'll skip this thing about. Okay. Uh, let's say sad this Motzei Shabbos, if you're going to be in Shul. All right. How will you light? Now, you're supposed to light in Shul, but you also have to light in Erchanika in Shul. So you have to light in Erchanika in Shul. How are you going to do that? So the, uh, the Ben Yishchai and the Mishnah Bura say, that in the Beit Akneset, that first you light Ner Hanukkah, and then you would do the Havdalah. If you do Havdalah in Beit Akneset, why? Why do you do it that way? It would seem you should do Havdalah first, right? You should make Havdalah, and this way, you know, especially if they make Havdalah in Beit Akneset, now you're going to do Melacha because he says we don't want it to be. That you're going to make Abdullah light the ner Hanukkah and then walk out, because then everybody's going to leave the shul. The whole point is is that people notice it. So if you're going to make Abdullah and then light, and everyone's leaving shul, the whole purpose is that people should be around. If they if if the moment it's lit, they walk out, that's not a piercer. Now. Let's say the person who they've asked in shul has been, he forgot to say, So obviously he tells us he needs to say before he lights. When you get home on Saturday night, then what you should do first is make Havdollah first and then be Maduk Nair Because clearly Havdollah, you're still in Shah well, you, even though you're coming home from Shul, but in the household, you're still connected to Shabbos. Hanukkah is about after Shabbos. So the first thing you do is you take care of Shabbos. So you, you say Havdolot first, and then, you, then you'll then you do the Hadloka. There is an opinion in, in, that's mentioned by the post-command Shulchan Aruch to be Mavdil, to be Madluk near Hanukkah first, The Mishnah Bura, though, is noted more to the sheet that the Ben also holds, which means you do Habdullah first. So in Shul, it's going to be the Ner Hanukkah first, but at home, it'll be Habdullah first. We talked about um, sitting there watching the Ner Hanukkah. Uh, and i mentioned Chaim kanievsky saying he never heard of such a minute to just sit there um Rav says you know what you can do um, you can sit not in the, you can sit in your house while the Hanukkah is lights are burning so learn Hanukkah. okay you're saying we talked to last week richard how long it takes to sing mosur okay sing the mosur and then learn um he also says that he thinks it's a good thing to read over the story of the Ness. Obviously, the Gemara is short, but what's wrong with taking out the book called Yosifun? Now, as Dr. Kogan knows, Yosifun is a is a, a safer that was written uh, based on the works of uh, Flavius Josephus. Correct. It's a book that. That is not written by Josephus. It's written by, um, um, I'm not sure. Literally in the Middle Ages. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not sure who wrote it, I guess. Maybe we do know. But it is, uh, is it's been a very accepted book that can give you the story, whether every fact in it is accurate or not. It can definitely do something. Yeah, this, you can agree. Uh, but Rabbi Kivalevich, I have a little bit of a problem because to really experience the persumaniso, we usually turn off the light. So learning under this light would be using the light for something else that's a problem so to I, me i would be watching i think i make sure to just sit and watch it i think that's uh I, 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 I have a problem in other words uh, with, yeah. with this idea well you know again he he is trying to i'll tell you why he thinks learning is good because he says you can read say from Maccabi, which is maybe even more authentic the Sefer Yosif, it's obviously right. It was, right of course, it was, it was. It was. It was. It was. We have it from the Greek. Um, the the Christian Church kept. Um, it was originally written possibly in in um, in Greek, Greek, and then it got translated into Latin. And we have them. It's called Sefer Makkabiim, a Sefer Hashmonayim, and there's a lot of descriptions of battles and 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 speeches and uh, the personalities. Maybe the rest of the year, there's no mitzvah to read it. But Rav feels that during Hanukkah, that's what you should be doing. And this way, you know about what the miracle was. And this tells you more about what God did. And he says, the more a person is knows, the more he'll be able to praise God. So the more you know of the story, the more the story of Hanukkah is real to you. It's not just Greeks, but it's actually Syrians. And you get to hear the details and you hear about this battle and you hear about this speech and you, and you read the, uh, what's being read there. That's being what's being put down there. It becomes more of a, of, of a story to you, whether it's historically accurate or not, but in your mind, it's more than just, Hey, we won the war. And that makes you want to praise God more. And he says, The more we praise God, Revelyu says, Because then God responds to that. Because God feels our authenticity. What creates our authenticity, our imagination, our mind, to be able to be involved in that. So just closing the lights and sitting in the dark and watching them Again, it only goes so far. Here, you've actually becoming more of a of a mental player with the the, the what occurred during Hanukkah. Um, now, if you look in those sources, there's other xero that are mentioned there that are that many people don't know about. One of the xeros that you can find in the sources that uh, the apocryphal sources that Reveu tells us to look at is Shilolo. You couldn't greet someone with the normal greeting because they didn't want mentioning God's name um, which is interesting. Um, you would think you know there was such policing, they policed you to the point that if they heard you say Shalom Aleichem or Shalom, they would stop you and like you, you could you could be ticketed. Um, again, I I don't doubt it that something could happen like that. Um, another thing, of course, is which again you might not know about, not to wear tefillin. Of course, everybody wore tefillin all day. No, you couldn't walk in the street wearing tefillin. And you know, saying Kriyat Shema. So, Rav says that unfortunately, you know, we know that many people um, gave into that before there even was a revolt. There was many people who, who obviously, stopped wearing Tillin and besides. So again, it's not just Bris Like people know Mila and Chodesh and Shabbos. But there's also more than that. There's also a whole slew of mitzvot that were eliminated during this terrible Shasashmad. What about the Megillot of Hanukkah? So that's a good thing. That's another. That would be a good thing to read. That's called Megillas Antiochus, uh, Mr. Sadker. Right. That that would also be a good thing to read. Now a lot of those uh, megillot. Uh, a lot of the details are different if you go to different sources. Um, and do we are any of them more authentic, Possibly the ones that are that are older, that are based on the Greek, uh, like the, the book of Those might those facts there might be a little more accurate. But you're, you, uh, there's nothing wrong with reading the Megillus, Megillus Hanukkah. And any, any details you can get from there? will make the events of the holiday more real. But um, I'm just pointing out that if you, you read the literature, you discover that it isn't just one or three zeros You know, Tefillin, uh, so many aspects of our religion were, were, were not allowed for us. Um, it's interesting, though, that all, you know, the way the source is key in... Um, Rishkodesh. So um, you know, that's obviously something that you know uh, they all say that you know you you couldn't the witnesses couldn't come they couldn't declare the new moon, um, and that was also one of the xeros of Hanukkah that we should celebrate the fact that we have the calendar you know the whole the calendar to be able um, the. Uh, we talk about the moon and how important it is. So Rav uh, Aliou says. Um, now, Rav Sharabi, that when they landed on the moon in sixty eight, and they started uh, sending back pictures of how the moon looked. Was it in sixty nine? What do you mean unmanned? Oh, you're right. So in 69, they landed on the moon? In 69? Right. That's when men went on the moon. Right, right. Men went on the moon in 69. Yes, that's right. I I misspoke. So um, there were images that came back from landing on the moon. And, um, you know, everybody was, uh, you know, everybody was very excited about it. So... um, so Rav Mordechai Sharabi, who was, I assume, uh, uh, one of the great Sephardi Gedolim, uh, uh, um called on the telephone to Rav Mordechai Elihu. And he says, he said to him, we're in a big Torah. Why? Because what do we say in Kiddush Lavana? We say in Kiddush Lavana, we say, We say, we talk to the moon, and we say, the moon, you're up there, and we can't touch you. What's happening now? It's happening now that people could, we did get to the moon, and there was speculation. I, I think that speculation is, is not true anymore, Richard. You can tell me if it's true or not, um, that, uh, that there isn't any sign of any water or anything there on the moon anymore, right? Right maybe they did discover water on the moon i'm not sure um, I, I don't I think it's if there's anything it's it's really not significant uh. right but anyway at, in 1969 people thought look look there's the, we can be on the moon and maybe there's life there's some sort of life that's going on over there um so rav um rav mordechai said let's go speak to this this professor, um, this professor who said that that you know this is against what it says in the in, in the T-L-O-T. He says, "I don't care what your images are showing you; they don't mean anything." Um, we know that in the Zohar, what does it say? The Zohar talks about. The, the sun and the moon, and this, what does it say in the Zohar Hakadosh that God created uh, in in Shammayim, a sun and moon, and and the earth. That's where you have growth. That's where you have actual growth of of tree of of grass and trees. So Rav Mordechai said, we see from the Zohar that when it comes to the Earth, that's a place of organic growth. But anywhere, what we call space, whether it's the moon or beyond, the Zohar is telling us that there is no life there. And um, when they actually did do their research, they saw that there was not any life there, and people saw. Rav Mordechai said that the Zohar was right—that the planet's it's only on Earth that we have uh, life. Now, again, I don't know if if Rav Mordechai's diuk and the Zohar is is ironclad. Does that mean that there's no life on any other planet? You know, I can't tell you. Uh, I know that it's it, it's. You can see where many people believe that. But I'm not sure if, uh, you know, again, we talk about the moon because clearly the Kiddush was one of the important elements of Hanukkah. So that's why Rav Mordechai decided to discuss a little bit about uh, what we know about the moon. It goes without saying, and of course, we're going to try to do that. Uh, Rav Mordechai is encouraging us to have a very um, expansive halal, to have a very leibedika halal, but also to... Um, be involved as much as possible in learning Torah. Because we know that's what the Yavonim wanted. The Yavonim wanted, as we say in the Alanisim, Lashkiya Torah. So a person shouldn't take off. We I mentioned last week our Chaim Kanyevsky was a believer in Hanukkah parties, but one should try to invest themselves in L'imit Torah as much as possible. We talked about children getting Hanukkah guilt, that's true. Um and that is important to do the mitzvah. But other than events that are crucial to the day and to make your, one shouldn't just cancel learning because it's Hanukkah. And the truth is, is that we need to be makayim, you know, all the mitzvot, what he says, that, uh, and strengthen our amuna, even things that we don't understand. One of the Ramosim to that is the Gemara. The Gemara says, "My And then the next words are And that's what Chanukah is about, what the Rabbonan teach us, teaching and learning. And again, it's a Remez, but it definitely is a nice Remez that, that tells us how strong we have to be. And again, have a good time, but uh, clearly, uh, and, 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 and let it be real to you. But don't use it as a time. Rev. Mordechai is saying to, to you know, to, we're not going to be learning this Hanukkah, and hopefully we we will be learning ourselves, as far as that goes. Going from Rev. Mordechai Liu to Rev. Chaim Kanievsky, we talked about singing. Uh, what about dancing on um, uh, around the Hanukiah? Well, that's a very nice thing. You definitely, dancing can clearly inspire you. What about if you're an Ovel? If you've lost someone, um, can you dance with your children who are not Avelin, uh after you light near Hanukkah? So Rav Chaim felt that uh, you probably shouldn't do that. Um, um, Rav Nevensal, who was a very good friend of Rav Chaim Kanievsky. they're very good friends. In fact, there's a nice safer printed with uh, questions and between the two, between Rav Nevensal and Rav Kanyevsky And Rav Nevensal agreed that an Ovel should not be dancing. Um, there are Rabonim, uh, Rav Schlesinger, um, that holds that, especially if the children are there and the father is uh, an oval that you could dance, uh, around the menorah on, even if you're in Oville. And I would lean, even though Rav Chaim says not to do it, I think if you are in Oville and your children are there, I think that that can make the event more real. And, you know, the daddy is sitting there not dancing. I think that's, could be a problem. So, you know, that would be what I would say. Another question we talked about, uh, I don't know where this could happen, but I did get a Shiloh very recently. Somebody moved into a house and then realized he had to put up mezuzahs. Let's say you're in that situation. You discover there's a room. You haven't put a mezuzah on or fell down and it's time to light the Hanukkah licht. Well, Rebbe Chaim says, uh, mezuzahs from the Torah. So if you got to, even though Pursume Nisa is important, but mezuzah is from the Torah and therefore he felt that you should do your mezuzah first. Um, despite the fact that Hanukkah has a din of presumenissa, uh, and other, and there are rabbinim who felt uh, that um, Ner Hanukkah is like Megillah. And just like if there'd be a question of reading the Megillah or putting up the mezuzah in your house, you would go to read the Megillah first. So the same thing should be by lighting the Nebuchadnezzar Hanukkah. Um, so that is, uh, uh a machlokus. um, what you should do, Rav Chaim and others feel, if it does happen, and then you should do the Nercha you should do the mezuzah first before Nebuchadnezzar Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.